Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Nash, Group Product Manager for Compute Engine on the Google Cloud platform at Google. Welcome, Paul. Welcome back to the show. Hi, thanks. It's great to be here again. So, Paul, I have so much to talk to you about in this episode, and I've been really looking forward to chatting. Today, we're going to talk about the continuation of our broad collaboration on delivery of innovative solutions through Google Cloud Platform, leveraging Intel technology. But before we get started, why don't you just remind the audience about your role at Google and how that fits into the topic for today? Sure. So I lead the product team for Compute Engine, which is our infrastructure as a service and VM's product family. And I've been doing that for about four and a half years now, over which time we've seen really an incredible amount of growth, including some really great opportunities like being the first to have the previous generation Xeon scalable processors available in cloud to our customers. So really exciting times. Obviously, everybody's talking about moving to cloud. And one of the biggest things that they're moving are VMs and compute. So great time to be in technology. Now, I'm just going to back up in time about six months. Bart Sano was on stage with Naveen Shinoy, executives from each of our companies. And Naveen handed him one of the first Optane DC persistent memory modules out of our factories into Bart's hand to take back to Google data centers. And you guys have been working with this technology since then and based on the platforms featuring the second generation Xeon scalable processors. Can you comment first on why is there such a deep focus of collaboration on this particular technology and what it delivers to data-centric applications? Yeah, absolutely. So a number of trends. First of all, I would say just at the sort of as a computer scientist and engineer level, it's always exciting when a new technology comes around that changes up the core definition of how computing works. And so with Optane DC, you have a new option in terms of how you're storing and accessing data. And that really leads to a bunch of opportunities to think about how you can change your applications and what you can do. So in parallel with that, what we're seeing in the market is a really increasing shift towards more in-memory applications. So just the idea that you could have a server that has four terabytes of memory all in one place uh, as DRAM has been pretty transformational. And so we see a lot of companies moving their software deployments to take advantage of technologies like that. And Optane DC memory just lets us go another step further with that because of the scale and cost factors that it brings to the market. Now, I know that you guys have been putting this technology through its paces and you've been working with customers on it. You talked about the added capacity and the fact that there is a move to more in-memory workloads. What types of workloads have you been focusing your early work on? What we've seen in the market is a lot of interest around SAP and SAP HANA in particular from many corporate customers that are sort of in the natural point where they're thinking about re-implementing their core systems. And so that provided a perfect opportunity for us. So we've been working very closely with SAP and with customers and with Intel together in a kind of three or four-way partnership to really qualify SAP to be able to use Optane memory as an aware part of its architecture. So in other words, the software isn't just being told that it's general memory, but it knows that it's Optane DC memory, that it's persistent, and it can take advantage of those properties natively. When you look at the early customer POC and testing 
What are the key challenges that your customers are facing in terms of their SAP HANA workloads that they see as an opportunity to address with the underlying capacity that Optane DC persistent memory-based services are enabling? There's really kind of two points. I think the one is, first of all, it's about cost of the solution, which is that DRAM is very expensive. And historically, getting the kinds of servers that could have 4, 8, 12, 24 terabytes of DRAM, it's a very cost-prohibitive approach. And so I think there's a lot of excitement that Optane provides some of that capacity at a more addressable price point. But one of the key things we've seen also comes into when you have 6 or 12 terabytes of data and you have to take that server down to maintain it, how long does it take you to reload all that data and bring the database back up? And so what we've seen is that the persistent feature has been really game-changing for that kind of an environment so that you can service the machine, but the data is still persistent in memory, and then when you bring it back up, it can restart much faster. So it leads to a much more responsive environment, and it allows you to not have to make this trade-off between having up-to-date systems and having good uptime. You've talked about SAP HANA. As we look forward, Paul, are there other applications that you're seeing or application categories that you're seeing would be good targets in terms of looking at this technology in terms of the memory footprint that you're able to deliver? Yeah, certainly. I mean, we see the broader potential of, you know, this is a new technology that has a rightful place in memory hierarchy of closeness to the processor, speed to access, and capacity. And there's a lot of applications that take advantage of that. So we see applications across a full suite of in-memory databases, anything related to big data processing, things like maybe Redis would be really interesting. So there's a lot of buzz in the industry right right now about how applications that take advantage of this. There's a couple different strategies for how they might integrate it. And so we really see that this is going to drive a lot of interest and in, in some new software development in the coming years. Now, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't talk to you about how Google plans to deliver services on this. And I know that you guys have made some pretty interesting announcements. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so the Optane DC memory is one of the stars of a series of VMs that we're calling our memory-optimized virtual machines. So these are machines continuing in the tradition of the ones that we have now where you can get up to four terabytes. We're now announcing that we'll have two new machines that can get up to six terabytes and 12 terabytes, and that Optane DC is a part of that offering. So that really provides new options for some of our largest customers to bring their deployments into GCE. So you talked about the memory-optimized service offering. I know that there were three service offerings that you announced today. Can you tell me about the others? Yeah. So today, really starting with the memory-optimized family that's enabled by the second-generation Xeon scalable processors, we are also announcing two other VM families that use the same processor family. So those will be our general-purpose VMs which will essentially get an upgrade to the latest generation. We were also the first to announce the previous generation Intel Scalable Xeon processor in cloud. And then additionally, we have seen a growing interest in the market for a more compute-intensive type of workload that really is dependent on the highest possible speed processor. And so today we're announcing a family of compute-optimized VMs to address those specific workloads, and those are also powered by the new Xeon Scalable Processor second-generation parts. That's really impressive. Incredible service capability and differentiation in service offerings that you're delivering to your customers. 
I'm excited to hear as you roll these services out, what kind of adoption we see and where we see customers taking advantage of these capabilities. Do you have any idea about the types of customers that would be initial targets for this type of service or does it run the gamut? It definitely runs the gamut, but we've seen SAP HANA has a lot of interest in particular across the spectrum of enterprise companies, but where we really see a lot of interest is in companies that are looking at deploying very large SAP installments and are trying to make that difficult decision between, do I buy a half million dollar or million dollar machine and put it on-prem, or is this the opportunity where I'm making this transformation in how my business operates that I also want to think about deploying that in cloud? and having the capability to do dev and test and not have to think about all that capital outlay up front and to be able to scale their business as they need. So large enterprises, there's a lot of interest, but I think that that trickles throughout the market as well. Well, Paul, thank you so much for being here today. It's been a real pleasure talking to you about the collaboration between Google and Intel on this technology and the delivery of new capabilities in GCP. Where can folks find out more about both our collaboration and the services that you guys have just launched. So I think in general, customers can always go and find the latest from us on cloud.google.com. And we also have a blog there which has more detailed information about the announcements we're making today. Thanks so much for being on the program again, Paul. It's been a real pleasure. My pleasure. Good to talk to you again. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.